So you're saying to yourself, yo, sir, dude, I wanted to see Kevin Smith in Halifax, Nova Scotia, but the motherfucker sold out. Well, after I shed a tear for you, I highly recommend bookmarking csmod.com. That's the place on the worldwide interwebs to see all upcoming Smodco shows, updated with linky links to Tiki Tickets. Say it with me, baby. csmod.com. Nice. Ooh, I just got a little hard there. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck. Jay and Silent Bob get old. The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. Hi, this is Jack Morrissey welcoming you to... Let's go again. That sucks. Actually, let's not go again. Let's let's roll. Roll it, man. Keep Podcasting. Rolling, <laughs> I'll keep it in. It's like a, it's like Just a, the tip. A Lars von Trier podcast. We're doing it dogma style. <laughs> I've got my eyes closed. I'm well, let that be microphone. a lesson to you. Let that be a lesson to you. No, let's go again. No, let's not go again. That's not what this is about. Ball is rolling. We're playing jazz here. We're in the jazz kitchen high, uh, high in the Hollywood Hills. This is the wor- This is like this is like Bruce Willis's jazz album. This is that bad. Bruno comes alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode ten of Team Jack. Episode ten. Greg came back again. Here I am. Hi everybody. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure, dude. You better come back. Uh, yeah. You got to deliver today. Have you ever seen the um, the short from Spike and Mike's Sick and Twisted Festival? You remember those? Yeah. For the uninitiated, this was Spike and Mike are two guys who, in the old days when uh, really there was before home video, these guys would go far and wide and um, presumably watch ten thousand horrendous animated shorts. Of all kinds, claymation, conventional animation, even some like uh, new newfangled 3D animation or whatever, and then they'd pick the rudest, lutest, um, crudest, most funniest, and throw them together in a collection that they would uh, send around the country. I don't think the, these guys even had enough money to make sort of more than one compilation, so it would uh, go around the country in the sort of uh, art house circuit that was at that point mostly all independent owner operators um and i think i saw my first one at the tivoli theater in university city in st louis and then my next one down at the now what, what are they what are you talking about am i totally wrong they're animated did, shorts did frog baseball come from Spike yes and Mike? so beavis and butthead and like aeon yeah. flux i think and a lot of that liquid... i don't know about aeon flux i think but, i feel yeah, like liquid i thought aeon Tele- flux started on mtv See, I felt like Liquid Television was pretty much Spike and Mike's on MTV. That's a good. That's a good analogy. Because uh, I remember, yeah, but I remember Beavis and Butthead, that Frog Baseball, that first short. They were the guys who discovered it. Uh, um, but by Mike Judge, one of the too. shorts that they have is, which you can now see on YouTube, 
I'm going to give you two recommendations. One of them, one of them is a must see. The other one less so as literally the dog is looking around my feet for a piece of my Chick-fil-A sandwich. Excellent. He just (laughs) found it. Um, Okay. Here's the one that you have to go watch. Do you ever listen to these podcasts again, Greg, after recording? Yeah, uh, every one. Do you really? Yeah. Really? I listen to them religiously. All right, well, then don't make a note to yourself because this is your note, and you'll come back around to it. Hut Sluts, which is about two girls down in the South Bay of Los Angeles here, I think probably Hermosa Beach. They're talking about going to Keggers up on PV, which is Palos Verdes. Uh, Hot Sluts is a must-see. So many great lines that Adam Cook and I still sling at each other came from Hot Sluts. Hot Sluts. The second one, and the thing that got me rolling on this whole thing, was The Cat Came Back. Have you ever seen that short? I don't believe so. All right. I don't think so either. The Cat Came Back. Leave it there. Hot Sluts (laughs) is a must, but The Cat Came Back. It's also worth a look. You can take or leave, but Hud Sluts, get up in that shit. (laughs) And (laughs) Greg finally came back because you were working last week for episode nine. I that is true. Um, I have a gob. I'm sorry, job. Yeah, (laughs) I I do that. Reverse my J's and G's. Um, so we were just talking before we we were rolling. We were talking about a lot of stuff, and we've gotten into this groove now where. Um, well, let me just say this week, it's Matt Cohen, it's Greg Yolen, it's me, we're back at my place. Casa Day. The other Casa Day. Whatever. And, uh, there are no chips, there are no, there's no guacamole, (laughs) no salsa. No chips. There's nothing. There's metabolic life bars from Biotest, if you want Yeah, there's no, like, cave-aged Irish fucking whiskey brewed by Merlin or whatever that you guys were drinking. That was, was, I just want to say for the record that after that podcast, that was one of the most unpleasant nights I've ever had. Yeah, you guys drank a lot. Well, first of all, I was like, you know, I had, it was terrible because I still had shit to do that day, and I was like, I have to do this to this whiskey haze yeah and then by 8 30 i was just like you know disgustingly sick and like vomiting like i don't i don't whiskey shits is there such a thing whiskey shits you're the irishman tell me uh i couldn't tell you i'm the i'm the irishman who only recently started drinking who started drinking like four months ago that's true congratulations thank you so i I like you a lot more now I have no idea about the old whiskey shits. Uh, no, it was just, it's terribly unpleasant. Dr- alcohol is just terrible. It's a terrible, terrible thing. Well, not, uh, my, not for me so far. I mean, I've yet to have my first hangover. But for you, I can see it. Uh, for you, I can see it. It'll be different because for you, um, you're a little guy. I can hold my liquor. Your build. I can hold my liquor. <laughs> You've just, never had a hangover? Mm-mm. How long have you been drinking? Uh, like s- since October. When did we go to London the first time? Yes. And never in your life before that? Never when you were like 18 or 19? Like you, you didn't never. go through stages or anything? Never. Wow. Right on. I've still never you know, been the, stoned. The first, really? the first hangover. Never. 
the first hangover is is okay, but it's the hangover part two that's a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even. See, I, I, I think I think like the hangover part boom. two that we just leapfrogged. <laughs> boom! I'm back. <laughs> to take it away from the funny zone, though, uh, I think the hangover. You mean the fourth highest grossing film. Oh, of t- 2011. It's, it's, I think it was the biggest comedy opening of all time. Yeah. The biggest and worst. Mr. Wrong with Ellen DeGeneres and Bill fucking Pullman is way worse. <laughs> I'll put that out there right now. Thank you so That's much, That's the worst Cohen. comedy opening. Um, the wor- To me, it's the hang- a hangover itself isn't as bad as when you almost get to a hangover. Because a hangover itself, you're like, fuck it, I'm going to take a shower and go back to sleep and die for a while. But when you have that kind of waking sickness where, like, there's nothing you can do about it, but you just feel out of fucking whack Mm because you drank the night before. So it's not full-out hangover, but it's like everything about my body is 5% wrong right now. Mm -hmm. Fucked up. Which is sort of of like everything about our dog Pigpen's body, which is 95% wrong right now. As he wanders aimlessly around the living room doing one of three, one of four things, bumping his head, which you missed just now. Oh, 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 we heard that. That was audible too. Oh man, this is sad. Suffice it to say, this dog's not fun. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's on his last leg and there are four of them. Um, what was it? Oh, he's oh, bumping I gotta his head. stop watching now. It's freaking me it out just, a little bit. Dude, it's you get sad. so used to it. What was it that we were discussing right before we? Hang on. He bumps his head. Jazz. He pisses. He shits. He vomits. Oh, yeah. He keeps bumping his or, head. Or he goes and um, stands facing a corner, Blair Witch style. Is he blind? Did you just give no, away the ending of Blair old. Witch? Do you mean a dog stands in a corner at the end of that movie? Because I've never made it through. <laughs> It, that's totally completely unfunny if you haven't seen Blair Witch, but if you have seen Blair Witch, who hasn't seen Blair Witch? Matt Cohen. If there's a seven year old listening to the show or something, yeah. If yeah, there's we, a seven year old listening, no such thing as Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, we just wanna, we just want to put that out there. <laughs> Easter Bunny, a farce. And Blair, Arthur Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> totally real. Which is oddly enough, that's a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? no, How about Rare Exports? Have you guys seen that? I have yeah. seen that. I dig the shorts more than I dig the feature, but I still like the feature enough. I didn't, uh, I never saw the short. The shorts, there's like, uh, three 10 minute shorts, and it's basically, the, the shorts were, there was no kids involved, there was no family shit, it was a straight training video on how to capture, how to catch Santa and Claus. domesticate them. So there's a lot more cool shit. How we to don't capture find and out. domesticate elves. Santa Claus. Oh. Yeah, they capture like a, a feral old man covered in fur and he becomes Santa. And Claus. then it's like Well, but for anyone who's seen the feature They were elves too. That but, ain't Santa Claus. Yeah, but in the the shorts it was a different concept. They they basically it jump started to the end of the movie. The shorts were they already had this company. Every year they went out and caught like a hundred wild Santa Clauses, trained them, domesticated them, and then sold them off to different nations. Oh. So in the training video there it's like Which is a more fit which is a more fitting title. Totally. Then the actual rare exports is a way more fitting is a way more appropriate title for that short that you've just the described than the, the feature, which is it's like that's a, a badly titled feature. Well, it's the end of it. It's the whole con. It's um, I don't know if they'll do the sequel, but but like in the original it. one, it's a, it's a, it's a shot like a training video. Like you work for this company, and here's how you train a Santa Claus, and it's kind of fucking awesome. Like they're like um, number one, never give him candy, and it's like a guy holding a candy cane, and the Santa Claus is like. 
like biting at him like a fucking werewolf. <laughs> and they're like, worst of all, never smoke. And this all of a sudden, a Santa Claus busts through a crate, jumps up wire style, like 30 feet in the air like a monster, and it just freed frames on it. Like, they, it's really... Never what? Never, uh, never curse and never smoke. They're like, worst of all, never curse or smoke in front of Santa. So the guy takes a cigarette and he goes, fuck off. And all of a sudden, a Santa busts through a fucking wall in midair, <laughs> like teeth. Like it's have you good. seen these, Greg? Uh, I have. I saw the the short. I that actually sounds way seen better them. than the feature. I like yeah, it's them. Fun. Yeah, they're, they're a lot. It's a lot more clever. The concept. The feature was this weird kind of kid. I don't. Yeah. I like Troll Hunter more than I like Rare Exports. If we're right. going with not unrelated Scandinavian, not unrelated. if we're going with found, found, found footage, footage Scandinavian. Well, Rare Exports isn't found footage, but it feels it feels like it. Yeah. <clears throat> and Those for, are uh, the two best Scandinavian found footage films of all time. For anyone listening out there who's sort of. Um, Let's just say knows their way around any cool news. <clears throat> you may be interested to know that the um, the fine purveyor of the uh, wolves in the Twilight Saga, who's also responsible for the Tauntauns in Empire Strikes Back, ah yes, goes all the way back to the original Mr. Star Wars Phil with George Tippett. Lucas, responsible for Ed Two Hundred Nine in RoboCop, is completely and totally obsessed with. The troll, troll hunter. hunter he loved right? it. Real fucking good. Obsessed with it. It's, did you see it? In case, I did in case it. the I vouch it. of Greg and Matt, I've not seen it. In case their vouches are not good enough for you, Phil Tippett. And I'm obsessed not, with Troll Hunter. I'm not a found footage fan per se. Like, I, like, par- I don't want to get into the paranormal discussion, but like, yeah, that's the biggest won't. fucking hoax in movie history. Mm-hmm. Like, that Paramount is pulling on audiences every fucking year. Yeah. Um, Monster, I thought was terrible. The Patty Jenkins, like the flick about the two people like, oh, in I South disagree. America. I like that movie. There were no monsters in it. Well, nothing well, happens. They just walk so through town. Wow. So <laughs> there's not a monster wow. in the movie with Charlize Theron called Monster sure, either. There but no, there's a big old I lesbian in the Warnos. There's an awful lot of plaid. <laughs> She's a les. There's an awful lot of uh, flannel. I, you know, it's interesting. Most I of it on Richie. <laughs> I disagree about monsters. Uh, it, well, first of all, that's not a found footage. Isn't film. it? It's not. Okay. See, that's, it's, it's handheld. It's handheld, but there's no cameraman that they're addressing. You're, you're, you're right. I you're guess. Splitting, um, what, what are the tradi- Let's go found footage. We got, what was the first one really? Blair Witch was, was the first one that I know of. I'm sure there are ones before. Cannibal Holocaust? There was one before that was centered can- on the Jersey Devil. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. It's called like the last movie or something like that. I think Kevin's mentioned the that before. The first found yeah, yeah. footage movie. And then, yeah, but Blair Witch is, Blair Witch is the landmark. Would you say anyway. Cannibal Holocaust? Because isn't that like we Would found... Would you say Cannibal Ferox? I don't even know what that is. I don't One either, of the strangest but it's a title. to the whole Blair Witch thing is that the sequel to the film... Uh, Book of Shadows? Book, Book of Shadows inexplicably does not use the same... Uh, found footage conceit, which even though like, it was directed by by the same people, Joe no, oh yeah, by Joe Berlinger, Joe right, Berlinger, who did the Paradise Lost, who has created some of the best documentaries of the past twenty years, but uh, but made a straight. It's a but straight how you, shitty horror movie. How, like, I, like, take the paranormal activity, activity lesson. Get your time machine. Go into the future. Take the lesson, and then travel back in time, and then remake uh, Book of Shadows. But it's like if your movie's a hit because it is that found footage thing, yeah. why would you do the sequel? As uh, let's you put know, it this way, though, if, 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 if because was... the fine folks at Artisan Entertainment, who controlled that franchise, said so. They recently company, yeah. sustained blows to the head. Well, 
Yeah, then they sold that company Vicious to blows. Lionsgate, I think, right? See, here's the thing, though. Even back in the day when they announced the sequel, I, I must have been like 15. I didn't think... You knew that was I didn't think a money f- grab. I knew it was a money grab, but I also didn't think another found footage would work. It was like, how do you do that again? That's why I'm so fucking shocked there are like eight paranormal activity movies. I was like, how many times can a bedsheet move at this point in America? Well, I think that actually, I, I, I haven't seen the third one. Okay. But I really liked the first one in its simplicity. Uh, it's one of those movies that comes around and you're like, how did this not exist before? Yeah, like, I how mean, did it, someone just, just do this movie? That's like, you know, hats off. It's creepy. It works. I will give it that. Other than my outright hatred of everything about the movie, even back, <laughs> like I saw, I saw a press screening at the Paramount lot and I was like, I fucking hate everyone who smiled. I hate everyone getting in their cars right now. I hate the industry of Hollywood for making me watch Why? this. I was just, it was the most formulaic, like, but no, hey, not. is there a ghost in the house? There's a ghost. Hey, is there a ghost in the house? There's a ghost. It's like every time that fucking, it's it actually literally not formulaic. It's whack a ghost. It's, it's, it's the, the opposite same, of formulaic. But there's That's only a film a that ghost is- on one camera. No, dude, it was the most fucking like A to B. Okay. We, What's we, the formula? We talk about a ghost. Then we see a ghost. Then it's the daytime and they talk about a ghost. Then it cuts to the nighttime and they see a ghost. Then it's the daytime and they talk about the ghost. Then it's, it's the a night. film and it's a major motion picture release. If it's if you're saying it's formulaic, then you have to point to another film before it that uses the same formula. I mean, and you can't because I, it's actually original. It's the definition of original. It's a film that on its own terms actually does something that hasn't been done in another in another film. And that's why it succeeded. And that's why it works. And I'm not saying that they haven't milked this fucking thing dry. They have. But it's actually... A new thing. I might even give it that. It just did not affect me at all. Maybe Fine, that was totally. my fucking total disdain. Why are you so cranky today? <laughs> because you, you showed up me here with my Chick Fil A cranky. So the, the homo it's a beautiful Saturday here in Los Angeles again. Franchise. Did they fucking when they handed you your bag at the drive thru They were like, "No homo," and you're like, "No homo." And they're like, here, <laughs> just gotta make sure. I, I hope you're not bringing this chicken up to one of those voracious <laughs> faggots. Hollywood Hills faggots. <laughs> we know how at they the love their chicken, kitchen, <laughs> which is what you should call this house. Like you know, how, the like, jazz kitchen. Everyone's got like old wick manor and shit. P- British Ralph people Brennan their and houses. Bill Condon's jazz kitchen. <laughs> Bubble Hill. Yeah, there should be jazz kitchen. Exactly. I need, well, I, some, I need some art bag to take the edge off. Today. Do you want some art bag? No, I'm just kidding. Do you want something else? No, thank you. But because it's only like it's nice. early. Twelve thirty nine, Greg. <laughs> still have, have you seen? Have either of you seen uh, the show? Actually, it might have already been canceled, but it's on uh, Comedy Central, The Onion Sports Dome, which is like the, I did no. the farce of ESPN. And the the great thing that they do at the end of every episode, which is a half hour long, is they play it as if like we're going to be right back from commercial, and, like we're in you know hour one of our ten hour broadcasting day, right. because you just know that of course these sports shows would go on and on. Right. <laughs> it's uh, I highly recommend that. It's really because it's all about death. It's just all these terrible jokes that are so morbid. Really? And they point out exactly the the pointlessness of They've gotten sports. in trouble a few times lately, The Onion. Uh, yeah. Did you guys hear about that article they put out about, I think it was Senators Take School Children Hostage? Yep. And, and like the... like the, there was They evacuated like the fucking house and shit. Like cops came. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's kind of wow. awesome. <clears throat> Good for them, I say. I had not heard about I that. I love The Onion. There's a lot of shit. Did you hear about the Mythbusters thing that happened this week? Yeah, they shot a cannonball through somebody's house. Dude, <laughs> they shot a cannonball. First it bounced off the street, then it bounced through a front door, went up the stairs, back at the house, and crashed into a car. 
The cannonball hit like. What were 80. they trying to disprove? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is like they were not aiming anywhere near where they hit. Like the thing shot up like eight hundred feet higher than it was supposed to, or something. Like it was a major fucking. Huh. And and if you check their, their on Twitter, all the MythBusters, no one's making jokes. They're all like, "This is the most serious thing ever." Like we're horrified and we're so fucking sorry. Because like if someone huh. died, they'd be fucked. Huh. That would have been the end of fucking MythBusters. I think. Right. I can only imagine. I. I, 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 like they gotta have crazy insurance on that show, I'm sure. But like, if someone gets fucking brained by a cannonball for the purposes of busting a myth, yeah, bust, you know what I mean. Wait, you know, what, it, I, listen, MythBusters, it's fine. You're proving that a cannonball can't do something. When are they gonna bust the myth of organized religion? When are they gonna? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, there's a myth. Come uh, on out. No, bust the myth of <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's the sound of people <laughs> knocking over the milk jug as they reach across the table to switch off this podcast. Uh, switch off their, and let them their computers, says Greg. Well, they um, have to stop playing the podcast in, in churches. Is what I I say. Yeah, in between masses. Like, Today, instead of my sermon, yeah. I'm going to play the Team Jack episode podcast. <laughs> yeah, I believe episode. Kyle was on that one and. Exactly. Let us hear the parable of a lawyer. Oh, so, yeah. um, K-H. Matt Cohen heard some. Uh, Matt Cohen heard some gunshots last night. I didn't. I didn't hear them. I was uh, okay. I meant. Uh, I didn't mean last night because they are shooting a gangster Been movie. Shooting all week, like a block from your house. I'm talking about the not a block from my house. The guy stalkers. on Vine. Quite a few I'm talking about the actual shooting yesterday. The, the psychotic oh, that on Vine. Guy. The crazy guy on Vine who fucking actually opened you know up what? And, and this podcast just found its footing. <laughs> because how funny is that? Let's just say uh, traffic coming in and through Hollywood, through Hollywood to get it to was the valley, devastating. Is at it has been at its all time worst this week. Bill Condon. Resident Los Angeles resident since 1977 says he has never seen it worse. It's fucked that it's taken him 30 to 45 minutes to get from uh, the post Twilight post production offices home every night consistently. And by the way, that's less than a mile trip. It took and me an hour to get uh, from from West Hollywood to my apartment in uh, Los Feliz last night. And this is an responsible hour. mainly mainly to two things. Number one, down at the historic Grauman's Chinese Theater on Hollywood Boulevard, they have this week been shooting Gangster Squad. Directed by Ruben Fleischer. Mostly at nights. <laughs> starring Josh Sean, Brolin, Sean Penn. Sean Penn, Ryan Gosling. Emma Stone. Christian uh, Slater, Kiefer Sutherland, Rob, Lou Diamond Phillips, Rob Lowe. William Peterson, <laughs> is all and this Balthazar true? Getty as the kid. <laughs> no, I just added in the cast of Young Guns too. Oh, okay. I was like, if they're really, with the original music the by John Bon Jovi. About time Balthazar Getty gets some more work. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the difference, really? It's and by the way, they had a they had this movie in the '90s starring Christian Slater, made after Young Guns when. The studios thought that what audiences really wanted was were ensemble movies starring, you know, Christian Slater, Hollywood's fresh faces. And <laughs> oh, was, it was that called, mobsters? Wasn't it called Mobsters? Yeah, Mobsters. Yeah. But here we are again now with Gangster Squad shooting at Grauman's Chinese. So literally, there are gunshots. Are they sh- are they having staging shootouts down there? I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's at the scene is like it's a Christmas thing. It's kind of cool. The the actual set is fucking badass. It's like walking into the twenties on Hollywood Boulevard. However. 
it's causing traffic delays like no other. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, yesterday. What also happened yesterday. Afternoon, yeah. There was a man. Yesterday with, afternoon being Saturday the 9th. Friday. No, Friday. Friday at like Friday 10, 10, o'clock, Saturday, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock in the morning, I believe. Jeez. Um, this, yeah, about 11 a.m. or 10, 10, 11 a.m. and, uh, guy, uh, by the Kinkos, FedEx Kinkos, just Our south of Sunset. Even, yeah. uh, by the acro- FedEx Kinkos. Just south of Sunset on Vine, across from the McDonald's, next to the Arclight. He yep. walks out into the middle of the street, brandishing a handgun, yep. starts firing at uh, cars passing by. Hit a car, hit a guy in the head. Hit a guy. a video on the internet. Some kid at LA Film School filmed the entire thing and put it up on like Vimeo. So uh, you can watch the entire shooting. That sounds like uh, it's, this next year's winner of the Coca-Cola Young Filmmakers <laughs> Award. But literally, it's, it, you see a guy in a white t-shirt walk out in the middle of the street. He starts screaming. <clears throat> he holds his hand up in the air, and all these cars on Sunset Boulevard just start swerving away as fast as they can. He lowers the gun. He shoots at a red car. The red car drives a little bit and crashes into a tree. And that guy is is fatally shot? I, uh, I don't he's not believe, dead. I don't believe he's dead. But he's he got in, shot in the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in the... As of yesterday, it was un, quote unquote unknown condition. Now, but what was, what happened was someone ran to fucking gangster squad and grabbed two cops from the set. No shit. They were the cops. They were the first responders were gangster squad cops or whatever I read. They were mm-hmm. a movie set nearby. Uh, guy emptied his clip, shot like nine shots, pulled out a knife and started screaming, kill me, kill me, kill me. And the cops fucking killed him. Yeah. Shot However, him. the craziest part about this is, I had a friend who drove by at like 10 o'clock last night. They hadn't gotten re- – the body was still on the street. That body really? – the dead body stayed on the street for like 12 hours in that body bag. Yeah. Well, I oh, drove – yeah, I, I was dro- driving right there. In a ripe-smelling bag. See, I recently bought the Star Wars Blu-rays, uh, and so I was going to Amoeba – Matt to, and I are both to, staring to return at, them. Matt and I are both no. staring at Greg right now. To, going like, to, if he can tie this meat in, well, here yeah. I go. Here I go to the Star Wars. So galaxy. I was going to Amoeba to trade in some old DVDs, including uh, the original trilogy on DVD, which I just didn't need. So I was driving there and drove into a wall of traffic. But yeah, when I was there at four thirty. Uh, it was it was all taped off. A friend of mine had a very there. insensitive. Did you see the body. Uh, no, I did not see A it. friend of mine had a very insensitive tweet, but it made me laugh. Zach Knudsen, who does uh, all Kevin's uh, EPK stuff, like mm-hmm. from Chop Shop, wrote... Um, what up, Zach? How long does it take to wash blood off of Sunset... How long does it take to hose blood off of <laughs> Sunset Boulevard? Like, <laughs> it, it, shut, it shut down the entire fucking street for like the entire night and day. The whole day Arclight was night. closed. That McDonald's was closed. Wow. Like... It, it takes it takes only a few seconds longer than it does to hose down broken dreams. I guess so. The funniest thing is though is the reactions of of uh and I don't I don't want to say they're California natives probably because they're the same people who fucking freak out in the rain. Like I can't, I'm not going to the ArcLight anymore. People You're have told kidding. me that. Like I'm not going to the ArcLight anymore. It's dangerous. Oh for fuck's sake! Like that's not like a Never. weekly occurrence. Like every Saturday, come to the ArcLight for a shooting. I'm like, staring at you, Matt Cohen, and I'm literally thinking we you just gave it. I love. Well, one of the nice things about podcasting is you do give shout outs to people like Kerrigan Hennings or Eric Odom or Mike Enriquez who were missing, you know, we've, or Mike's not been on the show yet, but, um, and you just gave a shout out to Zach and now I'm staring at you thinking as you just said that, 
I'm thinking what I really want is to hear the names of those motherfuckers. No, you don't. don't do it. But it's like, <laughs> it's how same, fucking stupid it's are you? That, like, Come a, on. A year ago, some lady pulled out a box cutter at uh, Target up on La Brea. I'm not going to that Target. Dude, I swear to God, people were like, that Target's fucking tainted now. Like, there's people oh, with geez. box cutters. Oh, my God. It's not like a new feature. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, people are... People get shook, man. I get the fear of box cutters uh, from those people, you know, especially if they have literally like crepe paper thin skin. <laughs> which <laughs> and are they the, are these the same people who have yeah. now put the black X on totally, art? Like, totally. How many of how many of them are I, there? I'd say I, like four or five people in the last day have said like I'm not going to the ArcLight for a while, man. Like that's, that's so fucked lame. up. <laughs> that's fucked up. I mean, and by the way, given given the um shit show which is uh bill's obsession is that that's become my new uh buzzword and he's he's already tired of it but given the sh- given the shit show that is the arc light parking structure on a friday or saturday night yeah i say good <laughs> don't go to the fucking arc light go to valencia yeah. go to the bridge sheeple. take a trip <laughs> <laughs> sheeple i was at i was at a party last week kind of off this i was at a a, a holiday party and uh it non-denominational was a non-denominational uh christmas hanukkah festivus party um and For the rest of us to celebrate the harvest and it was exactly um and before our sacrifice what harvest matt um <laughs> this, what harvest Greg? there was this woman who lived across the street from the this people's house and she met this neighbor of theirs who they she they never apparently met, but both these people were uh in like standing right next to me. And this um this gentleman is like, Oh, where you which house do you live in? She's like, Oh, I live in that one over there and he goes, Oh, so you know about the grizzly murder that took place in your house. Nice. And she was just frozen. Like nice. what? And and then I, it I came didn't over know and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can go home now. In Southern California. I watched this documentary. I watch a lot of random fucking documentaries online. There's like these websites that are basically like YouTube for documentaries, like Documentary Storm and shit, where they just collect all the documentaries on the internet and like pop right. them up. And, he, and from like theatrical releases to like BBC Horizon, one hour long little fucking docu right. news things. And I saw a documentary. There's some dude in. L.A. who drives around and does murder tours, like famous death tours. Like, mm-hmm, he'll sure. take you to where the Chateau Marmont, where fucking Belushi died. Sure. And he does this. But then he... The Viper ro- Room or River Phoenix. Exactly, hit exactly. the sidewalk. And I forget, I think it might have been like Vivian Lake or something, but he rolls up on this chick's apartment and knocks on the door and she's like, hi, can I help you? <laughs> He's like, hey, you know a woman was murdered in your bathtub? And she's like, no, I, I just moved in. They didn't tell me that. He's like, can I show you around? And he... <laughs> He gave her a tour of her own apartment. He's like, yep, she took the Klonopin there, and then she fucking slit her wrist right there. And the rumor is the girl was not very happy. I don't think she stayed there, <laughs> stayed there long. And then he charged her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be $40. Part of, my, part of my job description as the podcast host, though, is that I have to now, I want to connect it back to you, Greg Gillen, because you started off, you ended up on Grizzly, G-R-I-S. G-R-I-S-L-Y, mm-hmm. having come there from Sheeple. How did you mm-hmm. get there? <laughs> from Sheeple? Yeah, Sheeple. 
Oh well, the you know she. So you're at the Hollywood part, the holiday party. Well, the the, the story, the, the story party. being that this this woman was then sort of afraid to go back to her own home, and I said uh, really crassly, uh, I was like, "Well, it was 20 years ago. The murderer is not hiding in your closet." <laughs> but she was not amused. She just was not amused. <laughs> it's not like the murderer waits 20 years. Food, no, no food, no water. That's hilarious. Would that, would that freak you out? If let's say you checked into a hotel and like the fucking bellhop, right? Like he drops your bags off and, and like you tip him and he, he goes, by the way, you know, there was a quadruple murder in this room about 10 years ago. Have a good night. Would you be fucking shook by that? No. I don't think I would either. And here's why. Well, first of all, de- death in a physical space is, that's its own thing. And mm, by this point, let's face it, an awful, an awful lot of residential structures have had it, including yeah. the very house that you're, sitting in uh downstairs our guest room which we refer to as the mckellen suite because guess who stays here when Ian he comes mckellen to murdered someone in, <laughs> in lieu of hotel rooms um the two owners back before us um the woman who owned the house died in that bedroom have you ever seen natural causes any kind of vibes or anything no. like go, ghostly? Well, I uh, you're I mean you're right. Listen, there are so many people on this earth, and there have been going so many generations back. If there is, and they such all a thing shit the as, bed and as ghosts, shuffle loose, then they're just hanging around all around this motherfucker. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're inside a house or outside. There, you are in a, wading through a sea of ectoplasm if there is such a thing. I used to have this weird hang up, especially when, with like apartment buildings was like, I wouldn't, when I lived in Manhattan, I wouldn't, like if, I, I wouldn't live in a pre-war building was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even like hanging out in pre-war buildings because I had this weird notion that if a building was like a hundred years old, there were like a hundred years worth of ghosts in it and they were all gonna uh-huh. fuck with me. And then I realized, People die in like condos that just got built last year. So like, yeah, old ghosts are probably or friendlier bo- too. Bodies are uh, walled up in that condo before they even exactly. sell the first and I, unit And I feel off. like older ghosts would be l- a lot less. They move less, the headstones. And they'd be like <laughs> a lot less cynical. Like a new ghost you have to worry about because they're like modern yeah. time. Like an old ghost, what are they going to do? Here's the reason none of this bothers me is when I was a kid, I'd heard about this uh, book. I got a copy of the book from the library. What's that? I'll explain that in a future episode. Is that like episode. an iPod? <laughs> <laughs> um, I checked this book out from the library, and I brought it with uh, with me into the station wagon on a summer vacation, and I read that book, and that book, I read it in hardcover with a Mylar uh, protective thing, of course, <laughs> and on the cover of that book, there was nothing but the title and one or maybe two little flies. What book am I describing? I have no idea. The Amityville Horror. Okay. Oh, yeah. I read that book. I uh, swallowed it whole. Like the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, I so desperately wanted to believe in Jody the Pig. I wanted to believe that that house was fucking haunted. And when you look at that house, those two windows, which I think have since been replaced. Yeah, because I'm from maybe like 20 minutes away on Long Island. So I've well, driven, by, I've driven by the house before. Yeah, yeah. But it's all basically, I, I wanted it. And then subsequently, my version of uh, Greg's psyche-shattering revelation of 
10 minutes ago that there is no Santa Claus. No! And it is interesting, the themes of this podcast. But there is an Arthur Christmas, so we can all rejoice. Or uh, <laughs> rare exports. Um, or, or, yeah. But for me, like, uh, sort of finding out or being told or whatever that the that all the shit that went down in the Amityville house, aside from the fact that, yes, um, that kid... DeSalvo? DeFeo? DeFeo, because Ronnie DeFeo, yeah, yeah. Did, in fact... Murder his parents. Shoot, well, and I think... A, a couple his siblings, right? Or he, he yeah, yeah. Wasted his entire family, right? Totally. Yeah, that part was true. It was the family who moved in next that made up the everything. Lutzes. The Lutzes, George yeah. Lutz, comma alcoholic, comma, um, who cooked it all up with the writer of the Amityville Horror. It is basically all the take. I haven't really drilled down, and I'm sure there's ten thousand websites devoted to every single aspect of to this. Debunking but, the debunking. But uh, for me, once the Amity, once that Amityville Horror House um, was debunked, then sort of my interest in, go- in ghosts went with it. Have you ever have you ever had a uh, experience, a paranormal exper- experience? Um, I would say I have. I've no, not in the way that you're describing. Not like a ghost. Yeah, yeah, like a horror. Correct. Do you, dude. No. Neither have I. I'm very good. And I, I'm obsessed with ghosts. Like, there's this guy named Hans Holzer, who's like the mm-hmm. world's preeminent, mm-hmm. like, ghost. Like, he, he has, there's like a thousand page book called Ghosts, and it's just like case studies okay. after case studies. And I, I love that shit. However, if I actually saw a ghost in real life, I would, my heart would stop, dude. I'm what about a, a UFO? Pussy. That I would dig. That wouldn't yeah. scare me as much. I know a guy who had a UFO encounter. I've like Actually, I know two people at a UFO encounter, but I'm not sure that I really, I really want to bring UFOs into a show that's what if a an UFO episode that's already packed with ghosts like, and Santa Claus. Awesome. And then the ghost that came door out. opened <laughs> and ghosts came out. I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars is real. Um, Pam Greer's not here, so it's not as fun. I'd be fucked, man. Um, like, so much so that I remember the mo- one of the most uh, scarring moments of my life. I must have been like nine years old and I was laying in bed and I had a... um. I had like a signed Shaquille O'Neal basketball up in my closet in my bedroom. Right. And it was like one in the morning. I was laying in bed and all of a sudden, years later, I realized the basketball rolled off the shelf, hit the closet door and bumped it a little bit open. Uh-huh. I didn't sleep in my fucking bedroom for three weeks, dude. It was the scariest wow. moment. Like I was laying in bed and all of a sudden I heard boom and the closet fucking popped open out of nowhere. It was terrifying. That'll do it to you. Yeah, yeah. It was ter- I think that scarred me because now I'm... Especially if you live near Penn State. Oh. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> I just want to uh, encourage you. And your, um, well, when I was a kid, uh, we had these, I grew up in Connecticut, and uh, we know. The, these demonologists, they call themselves Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe both of them are deceased. Maybe Lorraine is, is still around. But they of actually, unnatural they actually, causes. uh, come into the Amityville horror story at a certain point, I believe. I believe okay. they're actually brought in as consultants at a certain point. Right. Because I think they think that they're the real thing. Um, and they used to do these Halloween, uh, it was like Halloween Eve, uh, mis- you know, mischief night. Um, Lectures at Southern Connecticut State University where, uh, academics go to die. <laughs> and, uh, and they would, you know, bring their bag of tricks and it was always packed. And when I was a kid, I went 
religiously. Right. Um, it was always sort of the same thing every year, but it was, you know, here they, they discussed their specific cases and then they would show slides. And in some cases they, sh- they played audio and they played video. And I remember being really scared shitless. Right. Uh, truly. But, um, but in retrospect, it's nothing that, really has changed the way that i like live from day to day it's not no. like i walk into a room and i'm like oh checking for ghosts the thing that would, no. the thing that would fuck me up about ghosts i don't think uh, the thing that scares me so much is it's 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 comp- it's death it's not the fact that like ooh it's a scary ghost it's it's some weird it's a reminder of your own mortality and, it, and it's a weird like, i'll remind you every week and it's a teaser want. too though cuz it's like am i reminded of my own mortality or am i going to become a fucking ghost it's like definite glimpse into the other side almost and yeah. that Except right. that, except I think what's scarier is the fact that there is no such thing as ghosts. And when you're dead, you're dead. We just heard the last from you. You ain't gonna be knocking on my door anymore, or like, sending me messages. As much nope. as I give, as much as I give religious people shit for believing in an afterlife, I guess a belief in ghosts is kind of like the atheist. Uh, uh, Get if out of jail some, free if, card almost. Like there might be there's energy out there. It's yeah, energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, totally. We're trapped we're trapped energy. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But didn't Einstein suggest that we are trapped energy? No, totally. I'm I'm down with I'm down with Einstein. Yeah, and I'm have not. you heard from Einstein recently? <laughs> <laughs> no. He's busy. Boom! Because <laughs> he's dead, and Einstein's ghost ain't nowhere. If you're here, Einstein, give us a sign. Nothing. Silence. <laughs> oh, but that's just, that's just our. That's the lady who died downstairs. <laughs> that's, that's the Chick-fil-A. Her, her nickname was Einstein, like in a really sarcastic way. They were like, okay, Einstein. Way to go, Einstein. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but she thought, she thought it meant she was smart. She never got it. Hey, are you addressing <laughs> yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and now for something completely different. Yeah. Since this is ostensibly a movie-related podcast. And now a word from our sponsor. Hugo. Greg Yolen <laughs> on Martin Scorsese's Hugo. Well, uh, I... Which we have not yet seen. If you guys haven't because seen Because the Hugo. screener ain't here yet. Don't, don't wait for the screener. Go down to the empty arc light. Get a pair of 3D Wear glasses. Wear a bulletproof vest. Yeah. <laughs> Put them strapped. Put on your Kevlar. If you're feeling a little peckish and you need to swing by and swing by McDonald's to get that to get that uh, 99 cent double cheeseburger. Oh fuck! You can get like 50 McNuggets for like five dollars now. They're making it fucking. There's no chicken inside though. I know, but batter. Still, it's just empty batter with a little ghost of a chicken inside. For a Jew who doesn't even eat McNuggets, I'm like fuck. 50 for 10 dollars. I can't. Why won't you eat McNuggets? I don't. um, How did how did this just happen? I'll eat McNuggets. <laughs> uh, Ghost of McDonald's. Hugo. It was like we were about to talk about something that was interesting, and now we're talking about fucking McNuggets. But what? <laughs> I'm McNuggets not going to fuck really McNuggets. But what? What's a Jew? What's what's your? Uh, All right, I give up. What's your uh, aversion to McNuggets? Yeah. I just don't think they're real. They're real fucking chicken, like you just said. Like oh, I'll eat. Chicken. I'll fuck the Wendy. I'll fuck with the Wendy's nuggets, but the McDonald's ones just freak me out. Uh, what now? But where do you stand on the McRib? No, I don't go near it, man. Mm, interesting. That's not real. Very interesting. I will. I will rock but a about once a year McDonald's. because basically, once you have that McRib, whether it's my, you know, every seven years, every cell in your body is replaced, new cells, or they've changed the recipe. That McRib, which I could 
easily gulp down one or two of as a kid. Now, yeah. you better fucking cancel those plans because you ain't going anywhere. I buy one like every time it comes back out, and I always make the mistake of looking at it before I put it in my mouth, and I'm yeah. f- fucked. I never get a, I never get a bite into it. You like, got to get those I touch onions the meat, off there, though. The or, onions are disgusting. Even if you touch the meat and like, oh, that's a weird shade of pink, well, you're fucked. It's over with now. <laughs> like, you might as well fucking... You got to eat that shit with blinders on, man. Uh, Hugo, Greg. Hugo. Hugo is a masterpiece. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It is. Uh, but, but I, no, no, no. But I, I want to go back to the filet of fish for just a moment. I'll happily go back Please to filet of fish. Yeah. And yeah. Would you go get me one after? Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> he wouldn't have brought it up if, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the filet of fish. Can we talk about its genesis? I just like, yes. it, it gets like a classy white paper. What is it? No, baby blue? Fuck the band? Yeah. Okay. First is of all, first blue? of all, back in the, you, you, both of you guys are probably too young to know, but back in the seventies, wasn't there, was there a character, a McDonald land character that related to the filet fish? Not that I know of. That's amazing though. There's the hamburglar. Grimace is Grimace. There's Grimace and there's like seasonal grimaces. There's Patty O'Shakes, which is the green Grimace. Like I've done my McDonald land research. There, there used to be the professor. The professor. There were the fry. The ki- there were the fry kids. There was the girl Birdie, I believe her name was. Right. Um, Mac tonight, who will never forget. Rest in but, peace. Yeah, but really, I mean that Mac tonight is like that's that's uh, McDonald land, the next generation. He was a pimp. Oh, that was the end of McDonald land. Well, he didn't have any relationship to. Well, Grimace, there is, did and he? there's the strange, no. you know, there's the Hamburglar and his less popular uh, seasonal cousin, the McRib McRapist. The McRapist. <laughs> they they know each other from doing time together. <laughs> doing hard time. <laughs> doing time. On Maple the, Drive. The, the hamburger and the, the McRapist. In here. Salty O'Sodomy. <laughs> That's the fry guy. Like the creepy fry guy. <laughs> That's the Sandusky of fry guys. <laughs> um, what do you know about the origin of the filet fish I know nothing about the origin of filet fish which is why I wanted to discuss it. Is it Haddock? Do you really want to go there? No, what's the kind of fish? It's tel- it's not tilapia. Is it haddock? I know it's a it's weird not tila- tilapia. It's tilapia a wasn't even invented until because okay. I know that's tilapia. Like, that's like the, the most the fish, fish tilapia, on the planet, though, right? Was invented by TGI Fridays about five years ago when they could no longer get cod or haddock cheaply. They went into it. They went into a lab and in a test tube invented delicious tilapia that we serve. One of, uh, in one of 18 delicious That's preps. Not true. No, but, but by the way, in the 70s, 80s, 90s, you never heard the word tilapia. Everyone knows that Dr. Joseph Mengele invented tilapia. <laughs> <laughs> this but will invent- be the most delicious fish. <laughs> the whitest of all fish. The whitest of all possible fish. But invented it fr- from what? Um, he took a, um, a bat and a pig. Um, which, by the way, I just saw Contagion the other night, which has a great first 25 minutes. Yeah, it's just so fucking boring. And it, and then something just happens. It's procedural. Like, it's a procedural, which is insane. It's JFK, the, it's JFK meets Ooh. Outbreak. Like, but t- I'm telling you, man, the first 25 minutes are like, they're fun. Wow. Like, they take off and suddenly you, you start to think, oh my god, he made traffic except about a disease. I even like the wrap Damn. up at the end, though. The, the very last wrap up I mm-hmm. like, too, when it goes back to the fucking pig. Bat, the pig bat, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. man bear pig, right, man bear, the man bear pig. <laughs> you ready? Super, super. You super. asked for it, so uh, I'm, I'm going to take over now for probably two minutes. 
the filet fish Oh, God. This, by the way, is from Wikipedia, and read a message from a Wikipedia's founder right now. The filet fish also do. fish mac, mac fish, or McFish, citation needed, <laughs> introduced in 1962 and reached nationwide status in 1965, is a fish sandwich sold by the international fast food chain store McDonald's. Citation needed. The filet fish contains a battered fish patty made mostly from... Yeah, we know all of this stuff. Alaskan Pollock. Not everyone does. Alaskan Pollock? Jackson Pollock. And or Hokey, H-O-K-I. Half a slice of processed cheese. Not even a full slice. And 30 grams, one ounce of tartar sauce made with dill relish and seasoning on a steamed bun. It is similar to an English favorite, the fish finger sandwich. The sandwich was created by a McDonald's franchise owner in Cincinnati, Ohio, named Lou Grone. Lou Filet-O Fish. <laughs> in 1962, Grone owned a McDonald's in a predominantly Roman Catholic neighborhood where his Catholic customers engaged in the practice of not eating meat on Fridays, a practice more common in the 60s, but that the Catholic Church continues to, obs- continues to consider obligatory on Fridays during Lent. The product was named by Cy Landy of Cy Landy Advertising Agency, which was the advertising firm for that particular McDonald's franchise. It has become popular with people... Really, so Matt rude. Cohen? So rude. It has become popular with people who cannot eat meat-based products or with dietary restrictions concerning meat-based products. For example, for Muslims, fish is always considered halal, whilst other meats require special slaughter techniques to be halal. The sandwich was New McDonald's company owner Ray Kroc's first non-hamburger menu item. Kroc made a deal with Grown. They would sell two non-meat sandwiches on a Friday. Kroc's own Hula Burger grilled pineapple, and the filet fish and whichever sold the most would be added to the permanent menu. The filet fish quote, one hands down, unquote, and was added to menus throughout 1963 until reaching nationwide status in 65. The use of hokey in the filet fish first came about in 1981 when an owner of a New Zealand fisheries company was dissatisfied with the Pollock filet fish he purchased at the Courtney Place Wellington restaurant Saying to the manager that he could make a better-tasting fish fillet, he was handed a box of fillets. How, how, how far is the tab down the Wikipedia We're almost page done. there? We're almost oh done. Oh, my God. Saying to the manager that he could make a better-tasting fish fillet, he was handed a box of fillets and told to come back with identical, better-tasting fillets. He substituted the Pollock for red cod, and after the manager was satisfied with the better-tasting red cod fillets, ended up in an agreement to supply the Courtenay Place restaurant and eventually several other New Zealand restaurants with the red cod fillets. The similar-tasting hokey was substituted several years later due to its cheaper price and its boneless fillets, and eventually was introduced widely in the early 90s when global Pollock stocks were facing low numbers. I mean, everyone knows this already, I'm sure. We're just... <laughs> we're just you know, for the people who, who are weird... <laughs> I got two notes on that. Crock and groan sounds like a sexual position. <laughs> 
Like, yo, let's do a crock and groan. And uh, I love that the fact that the Wellington McDonald's was just like, oh, yeah, you could do better? Then fucking do it. Here's a box. Here's everything we do. You come back. You show us. We want identical, motherfucker. And little known, a little known fact... Who was manning the fry bis the fry basket at that Wellington McDonald's? Salty Mc. <laughs> a young would be filmmaker named Peter Jackson. <laughs> That's not true. I thought you were gonna go with Martin Scorsese to just bring us back around to Hugo. <laughs> I have one more paragraph Please. that has a great finish. Oh, I can oh my, see it already. Oh my god. Well, generally lagging behind more popular menu items, such as the Big Mac, which has its own theme song. The filet fish sandwich has made additional inroads into popular culture. Author James Kennedy, for example, claims to be such a fan that he credits the sandwich as one of the inspirations for naming, quote, the order of odd fish, unquote, in his critically acclaimed young adult novel. <laughs> Kanye West makes a reference to filet fish sandwich in his new song with Jay-Z titled... Niggas in Paris. That's that's a hot track. It's a, oh, it's a great song. <laughs> it's great. Watch the, watch the Thrones, great. yo. All right. Uh, that's not bad for the. That's. I mean, to date, fillet of fish has been <laughs> responsible for over three hundred thousand deaths. Its whereabouts are still unknown. Um, says Robert Stack on Unsolved Mysteries. Now everybody gets to walk away with a I'm little piece of something. Something. Wrap my mind around the flay of fishes right here. It's kind of. It's kinda like for me that this is podcasting. You drill down into something that we've all taken for granted our whole lives. <laughs> I have never the filet of fish. Never taken it for granted because I stay away. I've never. I've never fish. tried it either. Like, I've I don't never eat seafood. Eaten don't yet. stay away from the filet. I've, I've never had one either. I've never it's had delicious. My parents uh, were always, like they hated the McDonald's when I was growing up, but they would always get. The one thing they could eat was the chicken fajita. Do you remember when McDonald's used to do fajitas? Yeah, no, I but do, you're actually. much younger than I am. Uh, 90s, they discontinued that shit. That yep. was that was the good choice, apparently, at a McDonald's. They did fajitas and they did pizza. Really? I don't remember yeah. pizza. Oh, well, in New England, we had... Uh, it was... Hold on, I could probably still even recall the theme song Take your time. somewhere in my gray memory. Are you going to sing of that a, theme song? If I, if I can remember it. <laughs> we'll let you jog um, it. I'm kind of obsessed with this... Whole thing of, um, fast food menus have, fast food restaurants have regional menus everywhere. And yeah. in other countries, it's even crazier. So, like, I kind of, there's a lot of blogs I read about, like, fucking fast food in, like, Turkey and shit. Like, I totally, I, there was, you know, there was one summer, my parents and I, we went down to, uh, we used to do a week, like, down in the, the dirty Jersey Shore. And there was, we show up at dare the, you. the, uh, supermarket and they have these, New types of Pepsi that they're just marketing to the Jersey Shore, one of which was Pepsi Kona, a coffee flavored Pepsi. Oof. And I got hooked on it in that week. And then, <laughs> really? I, and then it was never again. That never, happened to me with I va remember. vanilla Coke. They fucking assholes. They gave us like a year of glory and then it turned to diet vanilla zero Coke. Right, well, and Bill Condon's, zero. uh, dirty little secret, which is diet Coke plus. Seemingly, uh, ah. seemingly since discontinued, hard to find now. That you could it get had, for the last two years. It had like it was vitamins just in it? packed with vitamins <laughs> yeah, and minerals, so you can was. you can take it's that like centrum and throw it in, in the garbage. <laughs> just have another Diet Coke Plus. It's a pizza, Happy Meal, pepperoni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I remember. That's awesome. Is that it? <laughs> it's a pizza, Happy Meal, pepperoni and cheese. Da -da 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 -da. Come, it sounds like a come pirate and song. get it, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then and then they tried to do 
they tried to do the. Do you guys remember the Arch Deluxe? <laughs> yes, I do. Remember. They, were, they were like, "Hey, we don't know if you've been away for a while, but McDonald's is classy." <laughs> It's like a nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what that was the marketing exactly towards right. the Arch Deluxe. Exactly They're like, right. the hamburger for a discerning taste. Yeah. <laughs> Where should we go tonight, honey? <laughs> Campanile or <laughs> McDonald's? <laughs> oh, Jean Georges is all booked McDonald's up. McDonald's on the I hear the new Arch Deluxe is just for people like us. Smart, Why am discerning. I like losing it. It's these back to back. Come and get it. Fuckers <laughs> is what started it. No, I, I no, I'm on a roll. I, I ever had a uh, McDonald's pizza, but we definitely, we definitely in, in New Haven. What's the weirdest fast food item you've ever eaten? Can you can you think of that? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, Jack, does it need sure to be a national? Ch- yeah, I'm all. Does it need to be a national chain? No, it could be. It could be random fast food. Like I guess. Mm. National hmm. chain would probably make it easier. <laughs> weirdest. Like, I, th- I feel like I was in Vermont and they were doing like lobster rolls at McDonald's or something. <sighs> I believe yeah, that, but I wouldn't believe that's that real lobster. Um, oh, no, I didn't eat yeah. it, but, uh, but they had poutine. Fuck yeah. They had poutine and in Burlington. First of all, you need to, you need to okay. explain poutine. Poutine is like a, a French Canadian gravy oh, that so good. they no, put on fries. Yes, fries and gravy, cheese curds. And if you, if you like, really want to do it bacon. right, you get some fucking like, Pulled, you know, like short bacon lard on shit, oh whatever. They're which you amazing. discovered, which I discovered in, in Vancouver, Vancouver shooting making the Twilight, Twilight Saga. Saga but uh, Burlington, Vermont was so close to Montreal, we were only like thirty minute drive that they had poutine at the fries at McDonald's, and it was fucking awesome. <clears throat> huh. So that's probably my weirdest thing. I think I don't have a weird thing, but I just want to. I just want to take this opportunity to say, when I go back to St. Louis, which is where my brother and sister and folks are still roughly oriented around. We have the old Hardee's. Is that your chain? I was going to say, what's your chain that you, that you still got? Hardee's, which is somehow under the same corporate umbrella now as Arby's. Arby's. Right? Yeah. Cause. Or not Arby's, Carl's Jr. That's what it is. Exactly the same. The little star. Different right. names. The little different tilted cities. star. Yeah, yeah. But the big difference is, and this may have changed. I don't know. I sort of have, I, I don't like Carl's Jr., so I couldn't tell you. But, um, Historically, you cannot get the ham and Swiss sandwich at a Carl's Jr., <gasps> but you can get it at Ken, and I fucking do get at it Hardee's. at Hardee's, where we have Hardee's it's delicious. York, yeah. Yeah. I never, uh, like, because it's a lot of, people always freak out about In-N-Out being, like, the one regional L.A. thing, but well, I didn't have any of these fucking fat food places growing up. Like, yeah. Yeah. Del Taco, Pollo Loco, Fat Burger, yeah. Jack in the Box, yeah. Carl's Jr., we don't even have Carl's Jr. in New York. Piquito Moss. Never even. Yeah, I've never even gone there. Does that count as a chain, though? I mean, I know there are a few of them. Well, in they're LA, local but... chains. It's like in St. Louis, you have Lion's Choice, which is roast beef, and also another ham and Swiss sandwich. You have Steak and Shake, which is I've sort of, of semi-national. Like I, not in New it's York, not here. It's not here. Okay. The closest one to here is Vegas. I think the one we had was like White Castle. We had a shitload of White Castles, which they don't have outside. Which the is tri-state. in the middle. No, it's in the middle. There's White Castles in St. Louis. Oh, there are okay. Yeah, but again, not west, not in the uh, not west coast in the western region. No, Bob's Big Boys. <laughs> we I, have those in the valley. Yeah, I had. Uh, I used to have Bob's Big Boy. 
Whatever. On the Jersey Turnpike. Hensure hair. Jersey yeah. Turnpike. Those Hensure were the things that at the it's rest true. at the rest. I model my whole style off of Bob's Big Boy. Hence my hair and my <laughs> red checkered <laughs> uh, and overalls. Your big ass and my fat fucking ass. <laughs> so wait, you're going you're going back to St. Louis. What's like the one thing you're psyched to eat, man? That's a good question. Like uh, you're going home, you haven't been there in a while. What's the one? Um, what's the first place you're gonna roll into? Like, oh, I've been dying for fucking years. Emo's Pizza made with Provel cheese sticks to the roof of your mouth. Not for all comers, but uh, if you're a fan, you're a super fan. They will FedEx it to you on dry ice. Please don't touch that dry ice. Um, just leave it outside the front door. It'll turn to water um, for less than a hundred dollars for a couple pizzas. And after Emos, then I've got to get Lions ham and Swiss sandwiches at Lions Choice with crushed ice in the soft drink. And then <laughs> Greg is rolling his eyes. Then oh, we're okay. off to Steak and Shake for some steak burgers. Take home a sack. What's up? Then we're going down to Ted Drew's Frozen Custard on good old Route 66 uh, to get a concrete, which they will... Uh, hand you in a styrofoam cup, not unlike the one that Bella drank the blood out of from Twilight Sucker Breaking, Breaking One Part, Part One. one. Um, they'll turn it upside down as they're handing it to you to prove to you that it's concrete. The <laughs> shit is so thick. Um, except on when on rare occasions they don't do that because uh, they know what will happen if they do, and they don't. They're not going to take the risk. Is it Marlin? It could be Marlin. Um, what about what about you? Do you do anything in Connecticut? Like, well, uh, my my town, we also take great pride in our pizza, and I, I can legitimately say it's it's unbelievable. It's a, a brick oven thin crust pizza, and I also have had it FedExed out here to L.A. What's it called? Well, there are three uh, places in the city. There are two that you know, like when presidents visit uh, in Stanford. Know, no, no, Stanford, We're, New Haven, New Haven. Excuse me, Stanford. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's all Connecticut to me, dude. I'm from fucking New York. Bridgeport. <laughs> Danbury. You're, you're from Mystic? You're from Mystic? How dare you? Mystic Pizza we're talking about? Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I just want to land on that for a second. Mystic Pizza. I saw the movie. It's a real place, right? Or it is a real place. Yeah. And you look down your nose at Mystic? I don't look down my nose at Mystic. I like Mystic it, It's not. What's our take on Mystic? I'm just curious. Uh, it's Seaport. The town? It's like yeah. a seaport. It's kind of cool, actually. It's, it's really tourist cool. trap, or have they well, reined that in? The, so the the U.S. naval base is in Groton, so mm-hmm. there are a bunch of submarines just hanging out, which is pretty rad. Nuclear and subs. Mystic, Mystic Seaport is like an old sailing ships. It's really little, cool. Like maritime town. It's a, it's where you know you'd go on like a, a day trip with your school when you from being from Long Island. We used to go to Mystic a lot. I'm yeah. like with my parents and shit. Um, but the three pizzerias in New Haven, Sally's, Peppy's, and those are the two that when visiting presidents come, they all go and they get their pizza that's there. James Warner's theme from the perfect then, uh, And then the place where all the locals go is called Modern Pizza because that's the place where you don't have to wait two and a half hours uh, Yikes. in line. And it is, it's unbelievable, frankly. Nice. It's, it's frankly an unbelievable pie. But I would say the weirdest... Well, not for nothing, uh, Greg, but... Um, and when you have it FedExed out here on the dry ice, please yeah. don't touch it. Just leave it outside the front door. It'll turn to water. Does it approximate? When you pop it in the oven, the only the only thing that it doesn't quite do is that the crust is chewy as opposed to being really crisp. All right. Is, well, uh, just the Greg, the best. Christmas is coming, isn't it? It, it is indeed. <laughs> yeah. Are those pizzas coming? 
Uh, well, I turn 30 in a few months, and I think they'll be coming for that. So, chin chin. What does you turning 30 have to do with the fact that They're Christmas is coming? It's the pizza anniversary. Yeah, like, 10 is paper, 20, like 50 is gold, 30 is pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I celebrated my 30th year. 28 is an Xbox game. With <laughs> so, it's 29 for them. See, I'm psyched because I haven't, I'm going back to New York uh, for the last week of December for some fish concerts and New Year's and stuff like that. Right. But I haven't been back... Uh, I've only been back once in the last four years since I've lived here, and it was for Cop Out, and I was working 16 hours a day, so I didn't get to fucking live. So, like, I'm gonna get to go to places I haven't been to in, like, five fucking years, man. I'm, like, I'm going straight from the airport to Shake Shack. Shake Shack? Oh, I don't know if you're familiar with Shake Shack. No. It's amazing. It's a burger. So, like, Rutt's Hut? What's up? No, it's, it's fancy. There's, like, it's, maybe it's super seven of them now. When I lived in Manhattan, there was only one, and now it's become a chain. There's one in Florida. There's one at Shea Stadium. There's one at Yankee Stadium. That's a park, though, right? It's like the... Uh, Madison Square Park. Mad- Madison Square, right. 20, yeah. And it's, um, it's a burger place. The burgers are amazing, but what they do is the, the concrete things. They do, um... Concretes. The frozen custard. Frozen custard, they do. And they have a different one every day. They have, like, five different flavors every day that you could pick from. Right. It's just fucking amazing. The burgers are incredible. Huh. So I'm I'm going straight there. Have you been to I mean and I could understand why if your answer is no, I already understand why, because it is frankly even in LA it's like you really do have to pull on the old Kevlar body armor and your 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 tactical vest. Where, where are we um, talking? Uh the intersection of Sunset and Vine. Burger place? Oh, no. Yeah, Go Burger. I haven't tried it yet. Is that the Kill one next me. to the, is that the one next to the ArcLight? Kill me. <laughs> um, A yeah. Go Burger. I haven't tried it yet. Is it good? Go Burger. Uh, spiked shakes. Yeah. Spiked shakes. That's cool. Like alcoholic. Alcoholic milkshakes. They used to do when I uh, lived in Manhattan. Ft Dubs. The bar, the, uh, a bar that opened up like a block from my house. Jimmy Fallon opened up a bar. It only lasted for a year. It was called Mo Pitkin's House of Delight, and it was a slash. <laughs> Bar comedy room, but it was Jew- where everyone laughed at their own jokes. It was Jewish, yeah, very good. It was Jewish themed though, so you could get like matzo ball soup and like a vodka egg cream. Like they had, they had alcoholic egg creams and shit. It was actually delicious. Lovely. Well, off that, the weirdest, uh, the weirdest fast food item I've ever gotten. Uh, when you go into the deep south, um, where I have spent some some wonderful time, the uh, there are Popeyes and they are ubiquitous, and then there are Super Popeyes. And the difference between Popeyes and Super Popeyes is that at Super Popeyes, you can get drunk too. Specifically, <laughs> they will give you a milk carton. It's a milk carton that has been emptied, and it is filled with how big? Uh, like a milk jug, like a gallon, a gallon, a gallon of milk jug, full uh, of what? Full of uh, either juice? daiquiri or margarita. You can get a what gallon a Popeyes gallon daiquiri drive through at the Super Popeyes with your chicken. Drive through daiquiris in the South when I, I had family in Louisiana. And and they the real shit. Drive through daiquiri stands, and the law was as long as you had the paper on the top of your straw, you were okay. Mm-hmm. So people <laughs> carried around straws in their drove in their glove compartments that had the paper. This from the same people them. who brought you separate but equal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the driving age is fourteen, and the age of consent is fifteen. I believe it's true it's like they they have justified some amazing things in the deep south there's (laughs) a there's a place in nags head um shout out to nancy kirkpatrick and and lit called uh brew through where you just pull forward please (laughs) and get that get that beer wine and i don't know whether they do hard spirits or not but uh 
Speaking crazy. of and will you be taking a? Are you interested in a handgun today? We also have a, a <laughs> yeah, exactly. collection of nine millimeter and thirty threes. <laughs> um, we're at the hour mark. We are, sir. We we we. And if we're at the hour mark, that means you, dear listener, are also at the hour mark. But we're not going we're hoping, anywhere. We're hoping. <laughs> we're not going anywhere until we hear a bit more about Hugo. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, 3D glasses. Right. $20. Invest it. It is worth it. The thing well, wait is, a minute. You buy your own 3D glasses and bring them with you? No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying don't they wait sell for them DVD. At the theater? Don't wait for your screener. Don't, uh, don't see it 2D. See it 3D and sit back and like, like this is, this is what 3D is, looks like in the hands of someone who, uh, not only knows how to use it, but has something to say about it. Um, and about, right. and about why it, it actually matters and why it's not frivolous and stupid. I, you know, Avatar is fun and it's, hey, look at this big red flying thing. Uh, right. I, I'm not trying to take anything away from that, but this is an experience that like dwarfs Avatar in every way. For me, I thought, I, I think it's the best movie of the year. And interestingly, uh, Mr. Avatar himself has come out and given it his big old papal blessing. His big old papal blessing. James Cameron. It's, it's, a, I, without ruining anything, it's just like, it's a completely, uh, for, for people who care about film, about movies, it's a real, like, necessary experience this year. I can't think of, I can't think of another movie that for people who love movies, I would say, like, you know, go, make sure you see this. And interestingly, we're recording this on Saturday. The Friday numbers are in. They had their big expansion today or yesterday. They they're out as wide now as they will likely ever be. And guess what? What didn't work. So it's it will be a big old um, money loser. There are already business yeah. <clears throat> business articles being written. Wondering whether or not it's gonna. Well, it's tank frankly, you know, it's a miracle. One hundred and fifty. That the thing before marketing and uh, it is a miracle it got made. I'm and Graham King, you know, say what you will. Like it took balls, it took commitment, and the dude uh, put a lot of Ponied money into this into this and film and kept ponying up. Yeah, it kept on ponying up for this when movie. When they needed that, more, that was more and more and more, and it is not money. paid off. But he, but he, Scorsese has made something that. For, to say that Martin Scorsese has pushed himself out of his comfort zone and like hit one like right into the fucking rafters, right? It's not. It's no small thing. And let me ask you this, um, Greg: If you'll just take your TJ uh, baseball cap off, <laughs> your Jimmy Neutron haircut, thank you, and um, pull on your Spielblog mm. uh, beret, you <laughs> fucking artiste. My artiste. Um. If you see the billboards uh, for Hugo with, is he Hugo, the kid? Yeah, the kid okay. hanging off the with clock. With Hugo hanging Hugo. off the clock. Yeah. That looks not dissimilar to my eye. Yes, I know that it's based on Hugo Cabaret. Shwa la 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 la, I know it's Martin Scorsese, da da I know. But if I didn't know any of these things, that would look to me to be a Spielbergian movie. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like Scorsese is yes. yeah. working in Spielbergian waters with this one? He absolutely does. He 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 goes into it in a way that 
that is very sentimental in a way that another Scorsese film I can't think of, like a more like overtly sentimental uh, film that he's made. Right. Um, but what's interesting about it is that I don't know if Spielberg has ever done anything that's so... Uh, well, has Spielberg made a movie about movies? Has there been a, a Spielberg film about about film in some way? Because this sort of, without giving anything away, does become a sort of... It's a movie about movies, and, and it's yeah. about how much Martin Scorsese cares about films and film preservation and the history of film and right. the future of film, uh, which I can't say that Spielberg, I, obviously he is passionate about it, but he hasn't made a movie movie, has he? Like a film about Not film? yet, no. Yeah. Not so yet. so in a way, it's... it's and The interesting thing for me is knowing those guys are contemporaries, and obviously both of them, you know, massively successful by any measure and in their own terms. And really sort of I, for years and years and years, Martin Scorsese was referred to in any article in the, you know, late and lamented American film magazine or whatever would say our greatest living filmmaker, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. Since Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Mean Streets, et cetera. Spielberg has taken a lot of that, uh, taken a lot of that stuff now ultimately. And I do think you have to say that the career of Steven Spielberg movie to movie to movie, in terms of all of the su- the successes, zeitgeisty cultural success, massive business-changing box office success, first movie to yeah. gross $100 million in a single year, Jaws, um, uh, success with critics groups, uh, su- success with the Oscars. The Spielbergian career, there's never been another like it in the 100-plus year history of the medium. True. Um, aren't you sort of so interested to know what Spielberg thinks of Hugo. I'm completely fascinated, and yeah. I bet he loves it. I mean, yeah. I would be shocked if he didn't love it. Yeah. Um, Scorsese's never made a film about a kid, and yeah. uh, Spielberg makes he's movies a about lot kids. Of them. Yeah. Um, and how in is fact, the kid? Sort of his. He's great. He's Kuhn great. Doon? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. He is, he is a kid. He is a kid for the beginning of that movie. Matt, take off your um, Scorsese blog cap. That fucking and that movie is uh, when he is a kid, it's good, and when he grows up, it's boring. not so good. Yeah. That, so and that's that's actually also interesting. like three and a half hours long. It's right? a long. It's a long and kind sit. of uh, yeah. It's a long sit. It's a long sit. Uh, but yeah, I, I would really be interested to see what, what Spielberg says about, um, about Hugo. Hugo. I mean, it's, uh, and yeah, and the kid who plays Hugo, Asa Butterfield, is now in, he is playing Ender in Ender's Game. Who's paying for that Lionsgate? Summit. Summit. Our friends at Summit are making Ender's Game. Right. Um, which who should be, be interesting, our, who but, could but be our frankly, friends at Lionsgate. It's, yeah, it's true. Within a month. Li- Lion Summit Gate, Mitch. <laughs> um, Summit Gate. Some, some Lions Gate. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so he, I, I actually, I think that's great casting. He, he was great. Wow. How old? 13, 14, 15, something like that now. He's old enough. Yeah, don't go there, Greg. It's, you're so disgusting. What are you talking about? What? I just meant he's old enough. To play, to play Ender, Ender. <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right, well. but yeah, I would I would say I, so far uh, in the in the adult grown up movie season that is uh, granted it's this kids is the movie, second Hugo, but that's what was he in before this? What? What was this actor in? Oh, before Asa Butterfield. Hugo? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I'd say that's uh that's is the it one too to late. To, is it too late for him to change his name? From Asa or from Butterfield? 
Take your pick. Change it from Ace of Butterfield to Benedict Cumberbatch. Should he should he be working in a, uh, a confection store in Kensington? <laughs> oh, Ace of Butterfield. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you like some truffles, do you? <laughs> Every time you do British, it's always like it's it's always working class. It's all well, yeah, and it's it's just it's terrible. Dick Van, it's, it's Dick Van Dyke. Terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's one that going? It's Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, it's Dick. Let's, Van let's Dyke. not mince words on this one. Yeah, <laughs> no, thank you. It's Dick Van Dyke from oh, I Mary love Poppins. Bang and Hugo. Yeah, yeah, it's that very hello, Mary. <laughs> You can actually there. You can if you, if you look closely at Mary Poppins, you can actually see his dialect coach standing in the background. Can you really? That's <laughs> awesome. No, that's yeah. a joke. Oh. But and you've heard about this Mary Poppins thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, let's just let's just say that's interesting. Quite. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. We're gonna end it on ominous, uh, <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> Until stuff next there. time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to figure out what to the, the fuck they were talking about. The fuck Join me. Yeah, yeah. Um. Episode 10, Greg came back again. And I'll be and back. And since you sang, I'll sing too. Here's, here's the little theme, the little, uh, theme from <laughs> The Cat Came Back. Ready? Yes. And the cat came back the very next day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jack Morrissey on Twitter. Jack underscore Morrissey. That's M like Mark. O R is and Roger. R is and Roger. I S is and Sam. S is and Sam. E Y. Also team underscore Jack on Twitter. Also like us on Facebook. Did you know we have oh, a we team Jack Facebook. face? Oh, that's terrific. Team Jack page. We have a team Jack face. Just look for the little cartoon emperor uh, thing by Kyle Cummings on Facebook. Search team Jack. Just look for the. Same old Team Jack illustration that we use up at the iTunes store and on the main page at smodcast.com, our um, wonderful home on interpipes. On uh, Twitter, Greg Yolen is just Greg Yolen. How many followers are you up to now? I don't know. I have you tweeted I yet? haven't tweeted once. He yeah, every time once. I every time I look for his fucking name and I see you still have no tweets, I'm like, you bastard. I shouldn't He's even... He's a horrible Stevensfieldblog.com. Yep. Just make that a tweet. Like, have one tweet. Have it be the URL of your website. Just fucking get up on the boards, man. All right, I'll do that. Do something, Yolen. On Twitter, first of all, let's just say, on the network, on Smodcast.com, Matt Cohen, bagged and boarded. Also, Smid Nights, which is what? Two nights a week now? One night. Still Saturday night. Saturday, Saturday night. night. Tonight. Yep. Midnight, uh, East Coast time, 9 p.m. West Coast. So you're going you're gonna to roll tonight at 9 p.m. live? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna. We take callers. You're gonna divert the feed. Exactly. <laughs> We're gonna jack um, the feed. Uh, and um, then at midnight, that blows your Saturday night. Like every Saturday night, I didn't fucking have a Saturday night to begin with. Aww. It gives me. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it it makes my Saturday night. Honestly, I feel productive. Otherwise, I just fucking smoke and play video games. So that sounds great. I mean, there is there is a bit <laughs> of that too. But <laughs> um, on Twitter, Camel Toad. Camel Toad. T O A D. Yep. No yep. underscores. And that's it, right? People, please stay away from the ArcLight Hollywood. Yeah, if, if we can, whatever you yeah, do, stay one, away. One, stay away one, from ArcLight Hollywood. Stay away from Go Burger with its spiked milkshakes. Never go to the country Germany. Just, like take take, <laughs> take <laughs> examples from history, folks. You know what I mean? <laughs> never go to the country yeah. Germany. <laughs> Something bad happened there once. It's bound to happen again. 
<laughs> People have died. Something in bad Los happened Angeles. there twice. Yeah. By the oh, way. that's even more reason not to fucking go. Yeah. Warhorse. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, stay away from McRib. For the love of God. But go for filet fish Come on. Can we all make a pact that by the by the time we reconvene for episode eleven, uh, we will all have eaten a single filet fish I'll say whatever I gotta say to yeah. get out of here. <laughs> crock, crock and groan. That's all I gotta say. All the right. more you know. <laughs> Out. <laughs>